welcome to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Hi, friends. Welcome to Tabletop Tonight. I'm Ruel, and this is Ruel's wrap-up for September 2023. Uh, This is my monthly show where I talk about the games that I played and rank them in order, uh, starting with uh, number 24 this month. I played 24 different games. This is P for Pizza. A fun little party game, um, a trivia game, of all things, from uh, Big Potato Games. I love Big Potato Games. They're super... Like just very accessible, very easy to pick up. And look, it's just trivia. And what you're gonna do is you'll see the little letters there. Whoops. Uh, the letters on this little slices of pizza uh, refer to any one of these. So a fizzy drink, or what is this? Uh, made to uh, made of metal and has wings. And whatever letter is facing that let um clue, you have to shout out the first answer that comes to mind. If you're the first. You take that little um, triangle and you're basically making a pizza. And as you go along, it gets a little tougher because then you can't start using certain uh, words. We loved it. Michelle and I played it for the first time uh, last month with uh, Christina and Shu, the Golden Analog Podcast. Also, Amanda Panda and Eric Lang, uh, the designer extraordinaire. I was so, you know, so happy to play this uh, game with Eric and, and the gang. It was, it was so much fun. Um, Michelle and I love party games. Totally, totally recommend this uh, for, you know, non-gamers or casual gamers. And uh, here you can see you're just trying to build a big uh, pizza slice as you gather your clues. Boom, boom, boom. And I know there's like some kind of um, thing. As you get higher in the pyramid, you can't uh, use certain colors. Like those are no longer, those are off limits for you or something like that. Uh, but I've only I played it once, loved it. And uh, Michelle and I found it on sale um, really like recently. Was it last week or I don't I don't remember. Uh, but hey, that was a short video because that's it's super short, super easy to learn. Uh, that is my number twenty four game of the month. P for pizza. Okay, moving right along. Um, hey, this is a classic game that I hadn't played for a while, but at the recent World Series of Board Gaming, I played Azul, and this is my number twenty three game of the month. Um, now. The way I'm doing this these days is all the games I rank, I mean, I am very fortunate. I play um, games that I really enjoy and games, you know, I, I'm able to pick and choose um, what I get. So even though this is number 23, this is really highly ranked at all time for me. Uh, here I am on my channel playing the solo game. Uh, the It's a modern classic, Tile Lane. And um, boy, I got to play this in the World Series of Board Gaming last week, folks. Wow. Talk about next level players. They were just on point. I, I thought I did well. I didn't do, do nearly as well as I thought I would. And funny thing is, what the guy that won our match, uh, he went on to win that tournament. And then he went on to, uh, in the big tournament at the World Series of Board Games, he ended up fourth place. So I played with the fourth place winner out of, uh, I don't know, over 100 people at least of the World Series of Board Gaming. Um, so shout out to uh, my new friend, Scott. Uh, who uh, really crushes at Azul. If you haven't played it already, folks, please give it a shot. It is a, a classic for a reason. It's an abstract game, very pretty tiles. Um, they do look like Star Wars, so don't eat them. But I, Michelle and I always love this. This is an evergreen tile for us. We will not get, get rid of this. Uh, you're basically trying to line up all the uh, tiles either vertically or and or horizontally. Also collecting sets of tiles to score points. And as you... Uh, set up those tiles next to each other you're going to score more points depending on where they are so still holds true to this day it's still excellent 
And if you haven't played in a while, I would recommend it. Hey, there's Benny the Bit Spare. Uh, he shows up on the Twitch channel every now and then, if you don't know already. That is Benny the Bit Spare. Let's move on to our number 23 game. I love this one. Tumbling Dice. Uh, shout out to our friends at Eagle Griffin for sending uh, us a copy. <coughs> this would have been my all-time favorite dexterity game if I hadn't discovered Crokinole. But it is a solid number two. Absolutely love this. You have a set of dice, six-sided dice, you and your opponents. Um, there's this, if you can tell, the uh, tumbling dice board is different levels, almost like stairs. And you just flick a die from the um, the starting position there, where the Eagle Griffin um, logo is, and you flick a die. And it goes down the different uh, levels, uh, zero, one, two, three, four. Oh, Michelle just got a four. So what you do at the end of the round, as long as it's still there, Oh my gosh, Michelle's crushing it there. Wherever it lands, here, let me uh, press pause. Wherever it lands, that's where you're going to multiply. So I got that, was it three times two? I got six points there. But Michelle, what she got, like a five and a four? That's nine times four. That's 36 points. Um, so it's really cool because you can knock each other off. And then after, I think it was a four or five dice, you stop, you score, then you play another round. You play three rounds, highest score wins. Simple, easy to pick up, great temple presence. If you don't have Crokinole, or if you have Crokinole, add this one to your collection if you like dexterity games. Uh, this one is a blast. Absolutely love Tumbling Dice. It is my number 22 game uh, of the month. All right, move in and ride along. Move in, move in, move in. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is a game that Michelle and I played with friends right before uh, Gen Con. It is the game, quick and easy. Uh, Want to shout out uh, Linnaeus Cabal for gifting us a copy. It's very, very kind. Um, a copy of this game, which is, I played last year. Actually, uh, Linnaeus also uh, taught me the game last year at PAX Unplugged. And PAX Unplugged, speaking of, if you're watching this YouTube video, be sure to tune into the Twitch channel. You can click on the description below for the links. I'm going to be giving away two cop or two passes to pack some plug this week, folks. So you got to watch live. Um, be sure to uh, follow uh, those links below. Anyways, the game, um, it's a cooperative game. Normally in the game, you try to go one through 100. I love the quick and easy version because you're only going one through 10. One stack is going up, one stack is going down. And you, as um, your, you and your opponents or your uh, fellow competitors, I should say, your partners. Oh, uh, this is um, uh, the Rolfer Crit crew. Let me get some more of the game showing here. Uh, they, they're great. Love those guys. Uh, but, anyways, you play cooperative. You cannot say exactly what's in your hand. But you can say, hey, I'm going to try to go up or down or whatever uh, on this. And it's tough. I think I've only won this game once out of maybe the 10 times I've played it. Michelle and I enjoyed it. And it was great fun with Linnea and also Barrett Hex and the crew. Really love this. You're going up or down. And then if you do match colors, you can like sort of reset. But really great uh, game. If you like the game and but want it a little quicker, this is the one. Quick and easy. Uh, fantastic version of the game. All right. Moving on to number 20. We're in the top 20 already, folks. Uh, let's say bye to the Roll for Crit guys. Uh, number 20 is a game that I got from my friend Jin. Uh, he always hooks me up with the games from um, uh, Korea. This one's called Cookie Run. It is a redo of Penguin Party. And Penguin Party is a game by one of my, my favorite designer of all time, Reiner Knizia. Very simple pyramid uh, building game where you have cards... A different number are different colors and you just place uh penguins in a little pyramid but uh in my version it's a uh, cookie run i guess it's a video game uh from korea but oh 
It's simple, but it's a lot more fun than you'd expect. I'd played the original um, Penguin Party years ago, and I liked it, but it did. I didn't really appreciate it until I uh, Jin gave me this one, and I've played it a few times. Really, really simple, but really fun. Uh, it's a quick game where you build on a pyramid. You have to. You're going to be built on the first level. That goes uh, in a, a three-player or more. Uh, it's eight. Two players or less, it's seven across the bottom. Now, once you build at least two cards, you can build on the next level if your card matches one of the colors below it. So if you have a yellow and green, you could build on the next level by putting a yellow or green. And you keep going until you've either run out of places to place your cards or you built a pyramid. Uh, normally it happens where one player will not have enough cards to play. The cards you have left in hand, you take negative points. Oh, Kanitsia, you always, you and your negative points. But um, when you do that, you're gonna take your negative points, your uh, opponents can continue till they end up stuck. They take negative points. Uh, you play rounds equal to number of players, and then the player with the least number of negative points wins. Again, super simple, but very satisfying. I, I really enjoy this game. Um, I wouldn't call it one of Kanitsia's best, but perfectly, fine especially if you're hanging out with a bunch of newer gamers i think this would work well with it and that is penguin party uh the game the version i have is actually called cookie run uh here and again i i do like this i do miss the penguins but i, I think this art is cute as well it's totally language independent you're just looking at the colors um but yeah that is cookie run aka penguin party let's move on to number 19 which is one of my favorite all-time games of Dr. Kanitsia. Hey, Dr. Kanitsia is back in Lost Cities. I played this one with uh, Chris George. Of um, He worked for the World Series of Board Games. So the last couple of months I've been, uh, I was, you know, training for the WSBG. And I had Chris uh, come on the final week, right? This was literally the day before we were both going to be there at the World Series. Or at least he was. I was going to be there on Saturday. Uh, but um, we love, we're both uh, fans of Dr. Kanitsia. And Lost Cities is just a brilliant two-player game it's got it changes things up by you know normally you play you draw a card then play a card i love that uh Kinesia went the other way with this where you have to play a card first then you draw a card so you're gonna feel like oh i'm stuck a lot of times but it's got that push your luck like you know what i am gonna place this down here and hopefully i get a bunch more cards because anytime you go on your little expected expeditions here um once you start scoring there it starts negative you're gonna start with kadizia uh, and negative scores you start negative 20 or more depending if you do the handshakes or the double ups um uh, but the more cards you get the more points you get you can start negating um those scores so oh I will always play this game. I love this game. This one's never leaving the collection. That's why it's my number 19 for the month, um, Lost Cities. And shout out to Chris for helping me out there. Uh, let's move on to number 18. <clears throat> this one has been on the hot list all year long, friends. This one is Heat Pedal to the Metal. And this is the uh, run-through I did on the Rattle Run-Through channel. Um, it's actually the solo version that I played. And I like the how easy it is to implement the solo game. This is basically Flamme Rouge, the next level. Um, it's got the same hand management style of Flamme Rouge where you're playing uh, numbers to, um, to determine your speed. You're gonna have to slow down around those corners. I love that you can shift gears and uh, do all the things. Uh, shift gears, you can um, uh, draft or you know follow on uh, someone's uh, lead draft and you know sort of get some extra spaces. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm terrible at this game. I played a, uh, the WSBG. Uh, I played a pickup game with some friends, and 
I was like, man, I'm terrible. <laughs> but I love how it really does take Flam Rouge and just levels it up. Uh, it makes it better in all ways. Now, for new gamers, no, you you know, for new gamers, you could totally play this. Uh, but I think I like the really streamlined play of Flam Rouge. This one's got a little more meat on its bones, and that's why it's been so popular this year. And it's going to be on a lot of people's top 10 for sure. Hint, hint, it may be on mine. I, it, it's right now it is, but there's some games coming down the pipe that may uh, bump it out. But as far as racing games, this is going to be on you know my list of top racing games as well. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. It was out of print for a while, but it, I know it's now back in print because people are going crazy. Oh, no, wait. Was it back in print? I think it was. It may be out of print again. So anyways, check that out. Heat, pedal the metal. Uh, uh, racing fans, that is that may be the racing game for you. All right, let's continue. This is another game that I'm going to show you that I played at the WSBG last week. This is Holly Jolly. Now, you're asking, Ruel, why the heck did you play a Christmas-themed game in September, the end of September? And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, as a Filipino-American, we celebrate Christmas. As a Filipino, Filipinos celebrate Christmas um, it's always the running joke that we start in September. Any of the months that end in Burr, September, October, November, and December, we celebrate Christmas. It's a big thing in the Philippines, and we brought that here, uh, brought that out here to the, to the states as well. Honest truth, Michelle and I don't go that goo goo over Gaga over Christmas in September. We do enjoy the holidays as anyone else does, but you know what? I had to play. Holly Jolly in September to kick things off. And I actually got to play this. So this is, I played this with uh, my buddy Daryl on uh, stream uh, last year or maybe the year before. And we really enjoyed it. It's a Matt, uh, uh, what was it? Is it Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. They've done games together. All their card games are chef's kiss, top notch. Uh, so we do the Burr months and um, I had to play this one in September. I actually met, um, oh, the gentleman's name is Leo. Shout out to Leo if you're watching this, my friend. I met him at uh, World Stories of Board Gaming. He is a Filipino, another Filipino-American, and we had a really good time. We played a bunch of games together, including Holly Jolly. I was like, yo, Filipino-American, you know we're playing this Holly Jolly game. So I'm going to be playing this every month this year. Um, I'm, Michelle and I really enjoy this. Daryl, he's, he's the biggest Christmas freak I know. He loves Christmas. So... Um, Daryl, this one's for you as well, my friend. So uh, this is a hand management set collection game. Very, very smart. Uh, it's funny because I call it the math game because you got to add numbers. You're basically placing cards in the middle for the decorations, right? It's either going to be tinsel or lights. And the numbers on those, uh, you add those up, and that's the card that you can take from the tree. So you can take like a uh, like a ornaments from the tree. Now, if the numbers don't match up, then you go below the tree for either a present or for, the, for something from the stocking. Super thematic. And then here's the cool thing: in that middle, if you sum up, it basically you get. A, I think it, I forgot how how high it goes up. Depending on player count, if you get like eleven or more, then you can get the star on top, and those are worth points. So all the different uh, ornaments and stuff are worth points. Christmas are the uh, stocking and the gifts on the bottom of the tree worth different points. Some are set collections, some are straight points. Absolutely love it. It's great. And um, I can't think of any other Christmas-themed uh, game that I, I would rather play than Holly Jolly. That's my number 17. And uh, yeah, check that one out. Let's move on to number 16. And I had a lot of fun. Michelle and I had a lot of fun with this one. It is called Chicken. Uh, this is the newest game from Keymaster Games. Ooh, excuse me. 
push your luck game in the vein of uh, zombie dice, uh, popcorn dice, where you roll dice, you push luck, you collect chickens, which are good, foxes, which are bad. If you get three foxes anytime you bust and the play goes on. I really like this because it uh, gives you a chance to level up dice. So the more chickens you uh, roll, or the chickens, you, yeah, you grab those for points. And then if you hatch or roll the egg, you start taking the uh, yellow and red dice down, or is it orange, I forget, uh, into the pool. And the more dice you have, the better chance you are rolling chickens, but also the, uh, the more likelihood you'll roll foxes. So you may bust. Um, so it's really got a right, nice little decision point. Michelle and I, we really got into it. So Michelle's like, oh, the chickens. That's what we say whenever we play, because we want all the chickens. Uh, so definitely check this out. We'd love it. It's 15, 20 minutes. Has this really cool um, player mat or a, a scoreboard mat that comes in the game. It comes in those tubes, uh, the tube just like uh, zombie dice. Highly recommend for a family or a quick light game. Uh, really enjoyed that one. All oh, the chickens. Okay, moving to number 15. Um, oh yeah, I love this one. Uh, this is Fort. <coughs> one of my favorite deck building games that does deck building in a different way. Uh, the Fort was originally called SPQF. A really interesting take by Grant Rodiak um, on deck building where you don't actually like uh, do currency or anything or you don't it's deck building without where you lose your cards every round it's so interesting you're going to keep the cards that you played but the cards that you don't go to the yard it's got this great theme you all have forts uh you're playing you know the kids that you're trying to attack to your fort they have different abilities and so forth and oh my gosh it's so good and then we played with the cats and dogs expansion which adds cats and dogs it's so cute uh just more ways to score very easy to implement, adds just a little more uh, complexity and depth to the game. I love the base game. Uh, Michelle and I love the base game. I mean, we, we wore the fort, our fort, matching fort shirts and also dressed up, you know, uh, as we do there. Uh, we love it. Uh, we love the expansion as well. I'll play it anytime uh, for, um, with the base game and or uh, expansion. I mean, you know, it has pizza and toys. Those are the things that you use. Uh, to gather, say, oh, I guess, uh, I mean, that is, uh, I guess, a form of currency. But, oh, the theme is perfect. Building forts as kids. I love everything that Leader Games uh, did to the game. I remember really liking SPQF, but the iconography and everything about the game made it tougher for me to play that game. But Leader Games did everything right, uh, from streamlining gameplay to uh, just using bigger bolder icons that are easier to read and uh, use so yeah shout out to leader games and we we love fort our my number 15 of the month all right let's move on to the next game number 14 castle panic deluxe collection i you know shout out to fireside games for gifting me this copy i had actually done some work for them um i think two years ago during their kickstarter campaign which was huge they funded this they had some super ultra deluxe versions uh like all wooden pieces i got the, the i guess the regular deluxe edition that had you know um wooden pieces minis oh I'm, i actually wanted uh I was, I, I'm not a painter, painter, but I can. I've done like washes. I think this would be really good if I just wash the pieces and oh, it'll look really cool on board. This is a cooperative game that I was got really early on in my uh, gaming journey. I play this a lot with my um, niece and nephew. Um, I've talked about that during the run through uh, that I did. And oh, I just love 
the tower defense uh, play of this is very simple but very engaging the theme is cool it's like hey protect the you know uh your castles uh your castle from all the monsters coming from the forest and whatnot a uh, very simple gameplay but it's not it's it can be challenging i i mean i've got down to the uh, almost to the wire on this one and you can level it up as well and i do want to shout out my friend slivers for reintroducing or introducing me to the hiya when you use the ogre i believe it is and um you know they changed the art which i love the art it's a new dragon's layer style art which i love but you know they changed the ogre just enough but you know got to bring back the hiya so yeah really it reminded me how fun this game is especially as a solo game um that is castle panic deluxe collection and uh, that was my solo run through. Let's move on to number 13. Uh, it's a game that I played with Rado a year ago or so, maybe two years ago. It's been a while. Uh, Savannah Park. And I got to play this again at the WSBG. This is why it's on the list for this month. I forgot how great this game was. And the gentleman I played with, um, I want to say hi to John. Uh, thank you again for um, meeting up with me to play. I met John um, at a tournament at the WSBG. I, I don't remember if we actually played in the tournament or we just met there. Uh, but then afterwards, we ran to each other at Open Gaming and played Savannah Park. This is, a, I think it's a Michael Kiesling game, a tile laying game, but it's so different. And we were dope. John and I were talking, and I think Rado and I were talking too, like, why did this game not take off it might have been i think it came out the year of like cascadia and it just sort of got lost in the shuffle but boy oh boy this game is excellent you start with these tiles and it's sort of bingo style where you one player will choose a tile to flip over and when you flip that over you have to move it to a different space it cannot be placed on the same space and whatever tile you place or chose the other player has to do that as well Obviously, you just randomly uh, place your uh, piece on the board, so everyone's different. And then what you're trying to do is get um, the animals uh, connected to watering holes, because that's how you can score. And it's got this really neat sort of King Domino effect, where as long as you have, you can connect to the water, you'll score. But if you have multiple watering holes, that's when you multiply. So if your uh, animals can connect to like three watering holes, three times, say, six animals, 18 points. Um, now, certain watering holes are only good for certain animals. Some can uh, do a couple of animals. Oh, excellent, excellent game. I loved it. Uh, shout out again to John for uh, playing with me because I forgot how good this game was. I needed to get a copy of this game. I Michelle hasn't played it yet uh, because I only, I did the run through with Rado. He sent me pieces down uh, for, you know, when I, just to do my side of the board. And then like a couple of weeks later, we've been at Dice Tower West. And I, I returned it to him, but I need to get a copy of this game. Uh, that's why it's my number 13 of the month, Savannah Park. Oh, that's so good. I, I really need to get a copy. Okay, going to our top 12 now, friends. Number 12, I have played this game so much in the last, since Gen Con. It is Nana. Uh, friends, this, uh, the way Amy and Maggie of Thinker Themer described it is Go Fish meets Concentration or Memory or whatever you call those memory games as a child. We just flip over cards trying to remember where things were. It works. It sounds like a bad game. It is not. It's fantastic. And at the WSBG, I brought my copy along. I must have. I played it at least a dozen times. Um, and it was so funny. I played with uh, Mick from our play, family play game, our family plays games, and also David Waywright of Man vs. Meeple. The second we after we got done, David jumped online to find a copy. This Nana, the copy I have, it's now called Trio. Um, I don't think it looks as good. It's got a different style of art, but 
David really agreed. He agreed with me, and he got a copy of Nana on eBay. He was looking at those like going for sixteen dollars a deck of cards, but he got his a little cheaper than that. So I'm excited for him to do that. Everyone I played with loves this game. Uh, you just you're trying to collect three of a kind, as you can see. Michelle and I are trying to get three of a kind there, and when you do, you collect that set. You're trying to get three sets um, first, and you win the game. That's it. It's super simple, but it works so well. And you can also there's actually three ways to win: get three sets. Or you get two sets that equal seven, like three plus four equals seven, um, or uh, eight minus one equals seven, or you just play the sets, a set of sevens and you win. But here's the thing that makes it tough. You can only play your highest or lowest card in, uh, in your hand, or you can ask another player highest or lowest card only. And then also the uh, yard there, the market, uh, you can flip over a card and see if it matches. So that's where the memory part comes in. Well, actually the memory part is remembering who has what it's funny because when you don't remember it makes for the game it's hilarious but we love it we pl i played it so much in wsbg i remember uh i saw i played it with john d claire but one of my again one of my favorite designers uh, he's also a southern california resident but we saw each other at wsbg uh we played it i was wondering how he would like it i mean again a very well-respected designer he really enjoyed it. Uh, so that was really cool. And then he saw me later playing it again with um, uh, Taylor from, uh, was it Taylor? No, no, it was, yeah, was, was it Taylor? I think Taylor from uh, Taylor's Trick Taking uh, channel and also Ashton Wu from uh, Shelfside. We were playing that and John says, you playing this again? I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Uh, be sure to check out the run through I did, oh, a two player run through with me and Michelle. Now I do enjoy it more multiplayer, three and four player and it plays up to five. I, I like that. I think that's a sweet spot. It's probably like three or four. Two players, okay. Uh, but you just don't have enough interaction, I think, with the other players. But still a wonderful game. Highly recommend. Um, I think I ranked it like number one or two uh, last month or the month before. But uh, here it's number 12 just because it's... My list is all about recency bias, right? So I haven't... I, even though I did play it recently, I mean, I'm ranking newer games a little higher. But anyways, that's number 12, Trio. Going right next to or going along to number 11 uh what do we got oh this is my favorite game of 2021 and it still holds up to this day cascadia the reason why it's on this list i also entered into a tournament at the world series of board gaming and i played my best game ever i scored 98 points in cascadia i came in second place i tied for second place that's how that's how awesome the competition was. And, oh, who won that one? Was that Scott? No, maybe I'm mixing up. Because remember I talked about earlier, I talked about Azul, and a gentleman named Scott won, and then went on to fourth place overall. Maybe Scott won this. I, I forget. But, no, 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 it wasn't Scott. It was another gentleman. I, I, I forget. Maybe he was named Scott, too. But um, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it before. He had, like, nine nature tokens left over. And that basically propelled him to the win uh but the players i play with they're so good really really good tile lane double tile lane where are um, you place terrain and animals you try to match them up you try to match your terrain up you try to match the animals on terrain um you also try to match animals uh, according to the different scoring options they have they're you, know, you can do them randomly before every game and uh, it's still so good the uh, base game folks i will play it anytime absolutely love it all right um let's move quickly on we got a uh, top 10 coming up here uh the number 10 game so cascadia still holds up i played the wsbg loved it folks 
number 10. We're kicking things off right with our 10th here. It is Red Cathedral. I was talking about the World Series of Board Gaming. There I am with Paula Deming. We did the live commentary for the Red Cathedral final table. I've got to shout out Paula. She is, I've been calling her a pro's pro. She is so good at what she does, folks, and made my jobs that much easier. We called the action. We gave our you know thoughts on WSBG. There's the final table. Red Cathedral is a modern classic. It's such a great design. You got a rondelle. You got um, uh, it's a race to build buildings. Uh, the Red Cathedral. Uh, you know, it's got this um, 16th century uh, theme uh, in Russia, where you're building uh, these cathedrals for uh, Ivan the Terrible, trying to gain favor. And it uses this really cool rondelle. Uh, you're placing dice to get resources, managing that. The game we called, folks. These gentlemen yeah four gentlemen that played were so good and what's funny was paul and i interviewed them beforehand and the one i think the gentleman who ended up winning was it scott or john i forget the name oh no adam adam won he'd only played the game five times and it was amazing to see how efficient every player was now someone had mentioned in the comments in the video hey doesn't it say something about you know someone being that inexperienced getting to the final of a world series and I, I commented, you know what, maybe, but you gotta remember these, all four of these gentlemen, they're like hardcore gamers. Uh, Levi Moreno, uh, who came in second, he's actually the two-time defending World Series of Board Gaming Terraforming Mars champion. So talk about knowing how to manage resources, you know that these these are all players. And we, we asked them, a couple of them, like, even though you haven't played the game that much, how can you expect to win here? And both uh, at least both the guys i talked to paula talked uh, to the other two who shared similar sentiments the skills you have in gaming transfer over right so if you can manage resources well if you can read the board well and figure out the best move in that moment if you know how to you know time your moves just right you're going to do fine at just almost about any game and that was true here um it's funny because uh, uh adam who won his favorite game is ultimate uh werewolf and uh, the second, his favorite second game is Magic the Gathering. Those are not games I think of when I think of a Euro game like Red Cathedral, but he used those skills of being able to read the board, uh, seeing things quickly, managing resources. Levi Moreno as well. Uh, Travis and David, they're fantastic as well. It was a close game. Uh, I was so impressed by Levi's final move where he built three different uh, buildings on one turn and nearly got the win but Adam had just built up enough uh, to win and check it check out the I'll, I'll link it below in the description folks check that out uh, again shout out to Paula for being the best co-host ever Red Cathedral I had played it a couple times before I went out there just to reacquaint myself with the game I forgot how good that game was I love the Red Cathedral that's why it's my number 10 of the month now number nine Another classic, and you know, I was just talking about Paula. I got to play this with Paula and a couple of friends from TLN at the WSBG, The Castles of Burgundy. Still my all-time favorite Steffenfeld game. Um, you know, dice, uh, it's it's Steffenfeld's uh, take on a dice game where you're gonna manage the dice, manage your resources, and tile lane, you're placing tiles and scoring different things. Point Salady, like so many of his classic games, but I love this game so much see that i was pausing for dramatic effect right uh, <laughs> it's so darn good i've played this a bunch on bga with linnea linnea's helped me really ramp up my game and linnea i hope you're proud of me friend i got to i won the game that i played with paula 
and CD and Matthew McCack, all of TLN. Uh, granted, it was Matthew's first time, but he did really, really well. And I knew Paula loved this game, and I was like, I, if I can even get close to Paula's score, I'll be happy. CD was also a big fan of this game, um, but Paula, because I, I know her a little better, I was like, I want to stay close. I actually won, so shout out to me for being the champ of uh, Castle Burgundy. Just kidding, not the, not the champ. Now, the champ, uh, folks, if you don't know, I'm going to be live streaming an interview with the champ, the WSB, uh, WSBG 2023 champion, overall champion, Angela Tao. She won the Castle Burgundy um, tournament, which propelled her to uh, the next round, the quarters, semis, and the finals. And she won the whole thing uh, based on, you know, th this was her launching point. So I want to talk to her about Castle Burgundy and all kinds of great stuff. Uh, click on the des description below. You're going to see where you can um, catch that live. Thursday, um, is that the 5th? Let me check. Uh, Thursday, October 5th at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you'll be able to see that live. But then I'll also put the interview um, on YouTube as well. But Castle Burgundy still holds up. Great game. And even though it's a game that's older, I'm still putting my top 10 for the month because it is fantastic. All right, move on, on to number eight. What do we got now? Oh, this is a brand new one that I just did for the Ronald Rusu channel, but I'm, it hasn't gone live yet. So I'm showing, who is this? This is the Game Boy Geek. Uh, Dan King really loved this game. He called it the sleeper of Gen Con. And I can see why. It is uh, an abstract tile lane game but with this really fun theme, a cool theme of being in the future. You're entrepreneurs uh, trying to build the most advanced city. Excuse me. You're, you have a uh, your color, blue, red, green, or whatever um, is your color, but you're going to be placing uh, tiles or round uh, acrylic, sort of like azul, but the round disc. Uh, you're going to place um, those in different uh, sections or regions. And as you do, you're going to connect clusters. And the ones that are in your color, those clusters, are going to score you points at the end of the game. But here's the thing. You're also trying to build project cards, which build buildings in those different um, regions uh, by doing certain shapes. So it could be like two red on top, one blue uh, on bottom. And um, you're going to score points immediately based on that. Oh, hi, hi, Dan. Let me go back to the game, Dan. Sorry. We love seeing your face, Dan, but I want to see the game a little more. Um, uh, here it is here. Those are the project cards. You can see Dan placing to score those project cards, just like that. And you'll go score those points immediately. And then if your tile goes on those bonus tiles right there, see the round one? Or goes on the score track to get a bonus tile, those give you free actions. Really smart tile laying game. Very, very a cool abstract puzzle. But it moves quickly. Um, I really liked it at two. Um, and uh, three players is, and up to four. Terrific. Uh, I, I think I like it more at the multiplayer. Again, a little more interaction, but very clever game. Neotopia from Arcade Wonders. Definitely check this one out if you're a Tile Lane fan. Um, I am a Tile Lane fan, and that's why I loved it. Uh, speaking of Tile Lane, we've got another one at our number seven. Let's move on. This is a game that come out, came out a while ago, but I didn't play it until I got to uh, Vegas at the WSBG. Uh, they had the Dice Tower Library, and I got to play Foundations of Rome. I... I'd seen this, I had been, you know, drooling over this game for, uh, uh, what, the last year, year and a half or so since it's been out. Um, it's a game by Emerson Matatucci. Matatucci, I always butcher his name. I'm sorry, Emerson. Uh, this game is fantastic. It's a tile laying game at heart, and basically you place tiles down, and you're trying to connect them in certain ways to score, but also uh, different ways to uh, increase your income to get more money, and you got population to worry about. And as you build it up, um, you go through, you're randomly choosing cards where you're going to uh, build. And, you you know, you're going to 
really try to manage where you can build because if you can, then you're gonna increase your income certain points. The income comes at the end of each round. You have a certain number of cards that come out, then you do the income phase, get gather that. And boy, oh boy, that deluxe version, and there's our friend Becca Scott, by the way, explaining the game. That deluxe version is beautiful, beautiful, but it is cost an arm and a leg. And I get it, it's totally overproduced, but it looked gorgeous on day. I'm talking about table presence, right? Um, unfortunately, I don't think that it's for sale anymore. I don't know if they're going to re-kickstart it or whatever. But I would be happy playing the normal. They are coming out with a cardboard edition, uh, which doesn't have all the fancy bits. But you know what? It's going to be playable. It's very. It's a, it's a, light, a lighter weight game than you would expect from such a beautiful production, right? You think these hardcore. Uh, big deluxe versions are for like, you know, uh, heavier games. No, this is a lighter game uh, that I can't wait to play with more people. I was very, very impressed with this. Again, super streamlined game and that production value. Oh my goodness. So, so good. Uh, that's why it's my number seven for the month. Foundations of Rome. Again, a game that's newer to me, uh, but here's a brand new game to me as well that came out recently. This is our number six. It is Ticket to Ride, the map collection, six and a half. Uh, it is Poland. Uh, Michelle and I love Ticket to Ride. Our favorite map is probably the Pennsylvania map because it has stocks. But this one was a really cool map because it's a smaller one. So we found that it's better for two players at, at um, this size. And the thing that, uh, it's still a classic Ticket to Ride. Draw cards, try to place your um, trains on the map to connect routes. And as you build the routes, What's really neat in this edition, you can connect different countries. So obviously it's in Poland, that's the map, but if you can control, uh, you know, uh, connect uh, Germany to uh, Ukraine or whatever, though they have country cards and those you can score those. And as you co uh, connect more countries, you can connect, collect more country cards. So very cool, uh, um, you know, another bit of set collection on top of the classic network uh, route building. We enjoyed it a lot, and that's why it's our number six. I love, you know, this is the game that really got Michelle into the hobby, Ticket to Ride. So we try to play all the Ticket to Rides. Um, she's not as excited as much as I am about Ticket to Ride Legacy. Michelle has this thing about Legacy games. She doesn't want to rip up cards or ride on them. She That's just not her thing. I love it. So my buddy Gerald and I really, you know, we're hyped about it. So we're going to get a game going when he get he has pre-ordered his copy. But I do want to get a copy too because I, I want to, I'm going to see if I can talk Michelle into it because I think, you know, it'd be a neat experience with Michelle. Ticket to Ride. Uh, we love them all. And this is the Map Collection 6.5 of Poland. All right. Now we were talking about tile layers. There's a bunch of tile layering games that we've talked about already. And this one really surprised me. Um... I didn't know what to expect coming in, but Junk Drawer from 25th Century Games, friends, is outstanding. It's one of the simpler uh, tile lane games I've played, but it works so well and it's quick. Uh, what you're doing, you each, uh, each player has um, a set of tiles. And again, bingo style, you're gonna flip over cards that tell you which tile to place. But it's up to you which sector of your junk drawer you're going to pl uh, place it in. Uh, one of those four sectors, you place it, and there are different scoring conditions for each sector. So depending on how you build it out, you're going to score different points. I played it solo too, and I played one of the harder solo modes. It's, it was way tougher than I thought. I was very surprised about this game. Um, I went in, I'd heard about it. Wait, did I hear? Yeah, I did hear about it, and I just sort of like, oh, okay, it looks uh, cute. And it is lighter, but boy, there are different modes you can play. The tougher modes are tougher. And 
again, a very, very surprising game for me. Uh, Tile Lane fans, be sure to check this one out. Um, it's affordable. Um, it's light. You can play, you know, the very super light version with family and casual gamers, but you can ramp up the difficulty. Again, different scoring options and whatnot. Michelle and I enjoyed this game a lot. So be sure to check out the number five game of the month, Junk Drawer. All right. Number four, we're getting to the uh, top games of the month, folks. Uh, be sure to click on the link before uh, below uh, so we can talk about what you played. Uh, it's a companion show that I do every month where I talk about the games that viewers and you all in the, my, um, in the Discord community have played this month that were your favorites. I love uh, hearing what everyone plays and I chat about those as well. So click on the description below for the link of that. But first, my number four for the month, Forest Shuffle. Now, we talked about how Dan King was saying um, his uh, uh, sleeper hit of the month was, um, uh, God, what were we just talking about? Uh, Neotopia. My Gen Con sleeper, I thought, well, I don't think it was much of a sleeper. It was Forest Shuffle. Again, I didn't expect this game to be this good. Uh, this is from our friends Kavre. Uh They did uh, a playthrough or an overview of how to play the game. It's a hand management game. Uh, some people have likened it to a lighter version of Innovation. Um, I see a lot of that in it where it's multi-use cards, very Chuddick-like, Carl Chuddick-like, where you're slotting cards in below cards on top, you know, either on top or bottom or on the sides. So many different ways to score. Uh, if you, you know, it's got that, I love this mechanism. You can play a card but you must discard cards in order to pay for it. So there's always tension like, oh, I want to play this card so bad, but I don't want to get rid of this card. You have to. So you can draw cards in. If there's at any time 10 cards in the clearing, uh, that's where you discard cards. Those cards get wiped off and you, um, you start dealing new cards. Brilliant, brilliant game. I love this game so much. Um, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be another one of those games on a lot of people's top 10 list. Uh, so unassuming. I love the theme. It's beautiful. Um, and then you're playing. You don't know when the end of the game is because you have three winter cards. And the last game I played that has this is sort of like Ethnos, but a lot of games use this, where you have three winter cards. Uh, you stack those on the bottom part of the deck, uh, you know, you, you, as you during setup. You draw one, fine. Draw the second one. That's fine too. Draw the third one, game ends immediately. Finish your turn. So you know it's on the bottom third of the deck, but you don't know exactly when it's going to pop up. So it's got that push your luck element. It's like, ooh, how far do I want to go uh, drawing these cards or playing cards uh, before time runs out? Excellent, excellent game. Four shuffle, so, so good. And uh, comes with a high, high recommendation for me as well. All right, hey. You know, we haven't talked about enough tile lane games, right? Let's talk about another one. Uh, this is my number three game of the month, Cascadia Landmarks. Now, I have a run-through uh, coming up, but I here's the unboxing I did. Cascadia Landmarks, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I don't think it's an essential expansion. I think the base game is good enough uh, to on, on its own merits. But if you are a fan of cascadia and you want to freshen up the game and give it a little more a lot more replayability you must get landmarks this adds for well first of all it's going to give you a new animal card so new scoring which i found me and uh, actually the last game i played was with uh, my buddy daryl we just played we're like whoa these scoring conditions are a lot more interesting uh, than the base ones right um and then you mix those in with the landmarks uh, stuff landmarks are great so when you have five terrain of the same type, you can take the corresponding landmarks. So if you have like five waters, you can take the little uh, water um, or meeple, which is like a wave, place it on there, 
then you're going to score one of the many. I'm going through them right now. There are dozens of different scoring options for landmarks. So those could be just as, uh, anything simple like straight up, hey, you get three points if you do this. Or it's going to use scoring on the different animals and the different terrain they're on. It's like one point if a fish is on a mountain um, thing or whatever. And then there's also ones that uh, talk about the tiles. Like if you have a certain shape, hey, if you have, you know, forests in this shape, you'll get two points per whatever. Oh, Landmarks is great. I really enjoy this. Um, I can see how it might lead to some AP because you're actually, you know, increasing uh, the decision points that you have uh, during each uh, phase of the game. Like, oh, I can, you know, normally you're thinking tile and um, uh, habitat or, you know, terrain and animal. Now you're adding landmarks. Ooh, if I put this terrain here, I can get that landmark. But yeah, I may want to do this, hold that off. So you can hold off on getting that landmarks, but you know, you, you really want to see um, how far, or I mean, you know, you really want to see what else you can do. So there's a lot going on. So it, it definitely has the potential to be a little more AP inducing. But, you know, the more I think about it, I really like landmarks. I, I, I'm not going to call it essential because you can still, we've gotten dozens of plays of the base game and we still love it. And there is a family variant as well. So we haven't played it yet, but that's the easier version. Uh, but the landmarks... I, I'm going to say, folks, if you enjoyed Cascadia, definitely check this one out. So, so good. Um, I want to thank AEG for sending this over. And uh, that was my unboxing. You'll be seeing a playthrough real soon. All right. Uh, let's move on here. The next game we've got is... What is that, folks? It is, says Unpublished Prototype. Top Secret. Uh, why is that there? Because it is a secret what I played. Um, I can talk about it. I wasn't sure... Like if I could show the actual pictures and what what do I have here? I'm just okay. It's a placeholder. I was wondering what um this looked like on BGG. They have on BGG they they have this uh, game game called unpublished unpublished prototype for all the games that you play that um aren't officially out. I played a game called Mystic Realm, and I think I can show pictures, but I, I wanted to hold off just to confirm. This is the new John D. Clare game called Mystic Realm. It re-implements Mystic Veil. And based on the one play I played, folks, it's better. I loved it. I was so excited. I was trying to give constructive feedback to John. He's he's asking, hey, just tell me anything you don't like. And there's a couple of uh, you know quibbles that our table had, but boy, I was so fired up. It takes out. Remember those veil cards that you can get? It takes it. They take that out of the game and replace it with a board where you're going to go on this board, um, play those uh, veil uh, tokens or icons. And it's got this thing where you can uh, it's an ongoing currency. So you don't lose those. You're going to continue to keep those and then you can spend it to go on the board and you on the map, you spread out and you can get extra abilities. You can score points. Oh, I love that one twist. And also a really cool thing is when you bust, if you're familiar with Mystic Veil, when you bust during the card crafting portion, you know, you're playing your cards, uh, you bust um, by playing too many as um, Unfertile Land or whatever it is, a spoiled. When you spoil, now the spoiling is not as tough. You still spoil, you lose your turn, but now you get to pick one of the things that you would have earned that turn to use it. So if I played a bunch of cards and I spoiled or I busted and I had um, currency, you know, the money, or I had um, certain icons like the veil icons, I can choose one of those and still take my uh, play my turn. I just lose the opportunity to do all of it. I love that little, um, I love that little twist. And I think that's why Mystic Realm is going to be a hit. Um, again, 
I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do a WSBG um, uh, wrap up, a uh, recap. So in that, I will share pictures, and I just want to make sure with John that I can share these pictures. Now, I did see a couple of prototypes of his. I know one of them used some art that wasn't, um, you know, he's he he preferred not to show that art on camera. But this one, I believe, missing realm. I'm just gonna I want to uh, make sure, so I will confirm with John before I share it on the recap. But Mystic Realm, folks. If you're a fan of Mystic Veil, you are going to enjoy Mystic uh, Realm. So that's the prototype. Uh, let's go to uh, my number one of the game of the month. I got to play this again, probably for what, the fourth or fifth time. This is Last Light. This is Roy Kennedy's game, um, the 4X game that plays in an hour. This is uh, Daryl and I played a two-player game. We streamed this. Uh, we had a great time with it. Uh, of course, I got some rules wrong um, with a two-player. You play with a dummy player, and I noticed that we did a couple of things wrong, unfortunately. But playing it again um, at uh, World Series of Board Gaming, uh, I played with Amanda Panda, Dave Luza, and Matthew McCack of Room, this Room 51. Had a great time. Dave crushed us. He was so good at this game. I was trying something different where I, I again, I played it uh, a couple of times and I want to see if I could do uh, play without confronting my other players as much. I want to try to build stuff, but the cards weren't in it for me. But I mean, shout out, granted, uh, Dave played awesome and he deserved victory. So I tried something different. Uh, but yeah, this game, it's a 4X, plays with an hour, simultaneous action selection. It is... So I, I told this to Roy. I just told him straight up, dude, this is my favorite game of the year so far. Uh, if it stayed, I, it wouldn't surprise me to stay there. It will it will definitely be top three, if or definitely top five, if not top three. And right now it's my favorite. I love what he's done. Taking a 4X and really got it down to 60 minutes, which is unheard of for these games. But uh, the components are great. Uh, the gameplay is silky smooth, and um, it plays well at any count. Um, I did like the two-player uh, variant where you have like a dummy player, which you're trying to control, actually. You don't always want to be in the lead, which is, uh, leads to some very uh, interesting and tough decisions because if you control that uh, dummy faction, you know, the other player could, uh, you know, take advantage of that. So, oh, I, I love Last Light. It's my favorite game um, of this year and of this month. Friends, thank you for joining me for this recap of what I played this month. What did you play? Um, I'd love to hear. Click on the, or type it in the comments below, or click on the description below for a link to what um, friends of the channel and viewers uh, played. I do a show called What You Played for the Month, and you'll see that as well. Be sure to hit the uh, like and subscribe button. Till next month, I'll see you later. Bye. listening to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. Connect with me on social media at Ruel Gaviola, that's R-U-E-L-G-A-V-I-O-L-A, and support the podcast at patreon.com slash Ruel Gaviola. Happy gaming!